glory to God. Welcome to noontime prayer. Amen. Hallelujah. Welcome anybody that may be watching online. We just praise God for you. Glory to God. <laughs> I was trying to open my iPad and I hit the button for too long and Siri opened. I was thinking, I wonder how Siri would interpret tongues. That would be interesting. It's funny. Hey, hey, stufra, amika, amoso, ofusha, opatana, mosabe. Glory to God. So um, we've uh, it's been a few days since we've talked about the the purpose, the principles, and the power of prayer. Uh, one of the, when we talked about the purpose of prayer, we said that the purpose of prayer is for production. Uh, now, the second part of production is producing in this world, but the first part of production is producing intimacy with us and God, right? So we want to understand that prayer produces something, and that's the purpose of it. In other words, if we just, you know, if all we ever did, if we never actually spoke things into existence, we would be missing part of it. If all we did was speak things into existence and talk, we'd be missing part of it. There's purpose in both areas. And we talked about prayer is our work. It's, it's our work that we must do. When we pray, we must be dependent on God. You don't pray right if you're not dependent on God. If you, if, if you think that we, you can do it or we can do it without God, then we're already messing up. Our purpose is to make sure that we understand part of our principles of prayer is to make sure that we're dependent on God, right? And that will help fulfill the purpose. All right. You're on. There way. I can look at both y'all and the camera at the same time. All right. So... Then we talked about uh, prayer is a partnership. So a partnership is uh, where God partners with us. He makes a choice and he's chosen to partner with us in prayer. Then we make, we make a decision. Are we going to partner with God and actually go to work in prayer, right? And so it's a partnership of both times. It's a covenant partnership between God and us. And when we pray, our job is not to pray what we want. Our job is to pray what he wants. Now, ultimately, we should want what he wants, but we know that we have a flesh that's always going the opposite direction of what he wants. So we want to get better and better at that. And then it, then it says this, uh, I had in the notes, uh, there's a corporate anointing, right? So the corporate anointing is this, is that when we come together, we add to each other, and there's a freedom that comes in that partnership uh, while we're praying for that. Deb, will you move there so... I'm, I keep feeling like I got to look at you and you're not looking anyway. So, <laughs> uh, no, no, it was me. It's, it's my, my perspective. I kept trying to, and I'm like, oh, she's not, she's not looking here. That way I can look at you. So, um, anyway, so this next thing is that corporate anointing, because when we get together and we pray, all of a sudden something corporately happens. Like when Paul and Silas were praying and worshiping, all of a sudden it started breaking things loose. There's a corporate anointing. That's a principle of prayer. And then we talked about praying with joy. With joy, we draw from the wells of salvation. We need to pray with joy, right? 
uh, a thing that we're talking about today is we need to pray with faith. Remember in the word it tells us this, these three things abide, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love because love empowers faith, it empowers hope, right? Without love, none of them work. But one of the things we need to do is we need to pray uh, with faith. So let's look real quick at uh, James chapter 1. To worship you I live. It's been in my heart all day. James chapter 1 and verse 6. When he's, when he's praying and asking the Lord, he must ask. Say that with me. Say must ask. He must ask in faith without doubting. For the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For that man ought not to expect that he will receive anything from the Lord, being a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Now, don't we know that, that the purpose of prayer is production? So if we pray, we're trying to get from point A to point B. Well, if we pray and we don't actually believe that we're going to get to point B then we are not praying in faith and we are not praying out the purpose of prayer. We're not fulfilling our part of the partnership. We must believe. So if we just come in and we're like, well, Lord, you know, you just do whatever you want to do. This is exactly opposite of the purpose of prayer. It's not how we should pray. We got to pray in faith. Well, in order to know, you know, faith begins where the will of God is known. So in order to pray specifically, you got to know that God spoke some things, right? You've got to know. So you've got to grow in your knowledge of what God wants, who he is, what he's after, what does he want to produce? We must pray with faith. He says, look, this man who doesn't pray with faith, he's, he's unstable in all of his ways. Uh, turn to Hebrews chapter 11, just back a few pages to the left, and verse 6. And it says, And without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. He's a rewarder of him that seek them. Now, I see that not everybody has their Bible. Don't come to prayer without your Bible. You want to have it because here's, here's part of faith, right? Here's part of faith. How are you going to pray something that you don't know? And many times you need to set your eyes on the Word, right? This is just as much a part of prayer as is with the words that we speak. We need to know what we say. We need to have it. We need to be ready to go. If he says, hey, because I've been in prayer so many times, he says, turn this scripture. You know, just the other day I was sitting here, he said, turn this scripture, turn this scripture. I need to be able to go to it. It's a part of it. Just like we shouldn't come to church without our Bible, we shouldn't come to prayer without our Bible. We need to have it at the ready, you know. Um, so one of the things it is, and this is not just talking about today not having a Bible. This is a part of faith. You know, he says when you put your eyes and your mouth on the word, that means we need to put our eyes on that word physically. He says don't let it depart from your eyes eyes, right? Don't let the word depart from your eyes. We need to put our eyes on it. Now, if you're, if you are good with a Bible in your phone and in, on your tablet, okay, fine. 
Uh, but regardless, we need to put our eyes on those words and look at them. That builds our faith. And now our prayer will work because we're operating in faith. God may say, hey, I've told you something. I've given you a problem. Let's go put your eyes on it. But if we're not prepared to do that, uh, we talked about yesterday how to receive. In order to receive, we have to, we have to put, uh, be prepared, be in the place to receive, be prepared to receive. Well, how are we going to be able to be prepared to receive if we don't have this, unless you got it memorized completely. But even still, if you do have it memorized, he says, don't let it depart from your eyes, which means we need to physically put our eyes on it so that it's a command. What does that do? That builds our faith in what we're praying out. We have to make sure, hey, we're praying out some things. And if we don't pray in faith, it, what he's saying here, it's impossible to please him without faith. Awesome. It's impossible to please him. Thank you, ma'am. He says this. He says uh, not only that. Thank you. It's fine. Leave it. <laughs> Leave it. Um, he says it's impossible to please him without faith. He says a lack of faith in Romans is sin, right? A lack of faith is sin in Romans, right? And so we have to be in the position of faith. So when we pray, we shouldn't be praying wondering if it's going to happen. We should be praying knowing it's going to happen. Thank you so much. All right. And uh, we should be praying knowing that things are going to happen. We should be praying looking to be pleasing to him, right? We should, we should want to make sure that these things are going to happen, that when we pray, everything's going to be done in that way. We've got to apply faith in our prayer. All right, now you go over to, um, let's see here. 1 Thessalonians 5.24. 1 Thessalonians 5.24. I love this verse. Faithful is he who calls you. He who calls you to what? Well, he's called us to pray, hasn't he? He's called us to pray. Is that not a command? That's something he's called us to. So this is one of the things that he's called. He's not just called us to be born again. He's called us to many things to do. Faithful is he who calls you, and he will also bring it to pass. God is faithful. So then when we pray in faith, God will answer faithfully, right? When we pray for that production to happen, and we pray for the purpose of prayer to be handled, God will be faithful to bring it to pass. So when we're praying... We're not just like what it says here. You know, the man who asked uh, double-minded, he won't receive anything. Why, why would he be double-minded? Because he'd be thinking that God might not answer something that he has already promised. That's double-minded. But God will answer because God is faithful. So when we set our eyes on the word, when we set our eyes on this promise, when we set our eyes, be it our physical eyes or our spiritual eyes, on the character and nature of God and we start to pray, we need to pray knowing that things are changing. 
changing. We can't just come in here and mutter a few words and not attach our faith to it. It says in Mark 11, when you say these things, say to this mountain and believe in your heart. There's got to be a connection between what we're saying and our heart connection of faith that makes it come to pass and does not doubt. Doubt will snip that line of faith Right When we start to question, will this come to pass? No, God is faithful. He who has called you, he will also bring it to pass. He's faithful. So when we pray today, we pray in faith, God, you're going to do these things. Now we wait, we hear from him what to pray. We seek him on what to pray, or he's already told us coming in what to pray. But we attach that faith to it and watch as the Lord brings it to pass. So let's pray today. In faith, in Jesus' name, hallelujah. Glory to God. Just play that song lightly, Barrett. Hallelujah. Yeah, thank you, Father. He he studu o bobo anchana asaha tide koso roho pimeneke ha ha ye. Thank you, Father. Sutelan koma ye pebebe. Omba robo botana. Bene me se beche kurubo. Tan lo kurubo Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Thank you for faith, hope, and love. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Part of prayer and a part of faith and a part of honoring God is being diligent, being diligent. As a matter of fact, the same thing that we just read, Hebrews 11, glory to God, it says, without faith it's impossible to, to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those 
who seek him. In the King James, it says, the one who diligently seeks him. Who diligently seeks him. Who diligently seeks him. In other words, if we're not diligently seeking him, then we're missing a portion of faith. We're missing a portion of praying in faith. We must be diligent in what we do. It's sometimes it's easier. It's easier not to handle the little details. It's, it's easier not to uh, going back to the Bible thing. It's easy just to leave it sitting at home or sitting in our desk. I purpose it in my backpack everywhere I go, my Bible goes with me because I don't know when I might need it, when he might tell me, hey, but I'm always ready. I'm always ready. I'm always ready. It goes with me. It's my sword. It's diligence, right? Because he may say, you know, do this, and all of a sudden I need to, I need to put my eyes on that scripture and see what he's written to me. So it's not an issue, it's, but sometimes it's easy. Matter of fact, right when we started today, I was getting my stuff out. I have all the scriptures in my iPad, you know. I, can, I have them in my phone. But I, and I started to, matter of fact, I was just standing right over there and um, today as we started. And uh, my flesh said, oh, don't, don't worry about getting the Bible, you, you can just go up there. And I went, no. No, I'm diligent about that. I wasn't even thinking about it. I had no idea that I'd mentioned that, right? Now, thank God I listened <laughs> to the Holy Ghost. But that's how it works. All of a sudden, that moment that you're not diligent, you don't put as much esteem on something that is very supernatural, and now your faith goes down. Your faith is not where it should be. Diligence has a lot to do being disciplined, being not, not forsaking the small things of God. It, 1 Samuel 2. This has everything to do with faith, which has everything to do with getting things accomplished in prayer, which has everything to do with the purpose of prayer. So many people don't see things done in prayer because they don't purpose themselves properly, because they're not faithful, because they're not diligent. And it backs down to a discipline. In verse 30, 1 Samuel 2, 30, uh, Therefore the Lord God of Israel declares, He says, I did indeed say that your house and the house of your father should walk before me forever. But now the Lord declares, Far be it from me. For those who honor me, I will honor. And those who despise me will be lightly esteemed. Now despise, it's interesting that he equates despising and lightly esteeming something. In other words, if we're not diligent in small things of worship towards him, the Lord says you're despising me. Now who, who wants to be guilty of despising the Lord? Not me. But when we're not diligent over small things, it, it's an offense. It's a, um, a grieving to the Lord and then we wonder why the Holy Spirit doesn't show up in power because we're despising the small things. We're, we're despising the things of God that are important, things that he said and we're not prepared to receive. When we were talking about receiving now and receiving more yesterday, we're not prepared to receive because we've despised some things. They may seem small to fleshly man, but they're not small to God, not small to him. Recently, I had a story, I, you know, I was 
Somebody asked me a question. Some of you have heard this, but, but I want to point it out. Somebody asked me a question about a conference, and I said, well, they said, you know, are you looking forward to that conference? I said, well, I said, yes and no. And uh, they said, why is that? And I said, well, because of this situation that had been a fact. It, what I was saying was very factual. And um, the next day, I had a, I had a, well, that evening and the next day, I had some stuff I had to deal with. I was like, this is not right. This is just not right. Why am I dealing with this stuff? Why is this here? You know? And uh, instantly, the Holy Ghost said, because you said that. I'm like, I just told the facts. He's like, yeah, it wasn't the truth. And you said it critically. Like, you might not have let them know that it was critical, but in your heart, it just had a hair of critical criticism in it. And I went, man, most people would be like, are you kidding? Are you kidding? But see, what was a small thing to man was a big thing to God. And it allowed some doors to be open, which caused me to have to, you know, fight a battle I didn't need to fight because of criticism, right? And so, it again, what am I doing? Um, I despised him in something small. Now, that's something I'm, I'm held accountable for because I know better. But it doesn't, just because somebody doesn't know better yet and they're not quite to the place of accountability for it yet doesn't mean that it's not God. And the more we learn how to honor God, the more he will honor us. And so when we honor him in our prayer and we honor him in the small things, he honors us in the small and the big. He honors us on another level. So if we want to go to another level in prayer, we want to go to another level in faith, then we've got to learn how to honor him across the board, big, small, whatever we feel it is, it's big in the kingdom because it's got to do with God who always deserves to be honored. So it's, it's seeking him diligently and honoring him in those ways. And I'll tell you, the more I grow in Christ, the further down the road I go, uh, the more that I realize it's the small things. It's the small things that hold us back. <laughs> the Lord, we just seek right now. Father, we just ask for your forgiveness and we repent. We change, we turn around, we go the other direction from despising you in any way. We seek to be diligent. We seek to be faithful. We seek to honor you in everything. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, frebe bebeniko, bandaluko bebeniko rivere, haravu divista vatu dukoma asoboso boso, benko baloto rokoshebe, habota freka namosi, mose bere kushebe aloko omi ebebu frinka, frinka fanko moso, frinka fanka moso boso boso be, daloko ramoso botelaoma. Hey, 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 Stu. Thank you, Father. Oh, glory. Glory, glory, glory. Oh, get the name.
Spirit, just turn that up just a little bit, and let's just worship Him for a few minutes. Hallelujah. Tired of singing, Jesus. To 
worship you, to honor you, to love you. Father, we just put out a call right now. We put out a call. I don't know exactly how this works, but Lord, we put out a call right now to anointed musicians. 
praise and worship people, people with voices and talents and giftings that will not be led aside, that will not be led astray, that will go and do everything you've called them to do, to be in this place, the ones that you have called and planted in Boomerang, Lord, we put a call out to them. Draw their hearts to this place and let them not fall away. Let them not be deceived. In so many musicians, there have been, there have been times where they've taken on the nature of the once chief musician of heaven and been rebellious, but it will not be that way here. They'll be submitted. They'll have a heart after you. They won't want the spotlight. They won't want the attention. They'll want you to have it all. They'll point people to you and it'll be like that for the rest of their life. Their heart will be pure. They'll be planted and pure towards you. Hearts towards you, Lord. Lord, we put out a call right now that we might go to the places that you say that we should go by heavenly ways, a heavenly sound in this place, a heavenly sound in Boomerang, a heavenly sound in this place, a flow with the Holy Ghost, a flow with the Holy Ghost. It will be in this place, a heavenly flow, a heavenly sound to worship you. We will live. In this place. We put out a call now, Lord. Let it be so. Let it be so. Let it be so. Lord, let worship fill this place and overflow it straight from heaven. Let it be the heart of God. Let the angels, when they fly through the roof, dip, be dipped in the worship to you. And Lord, let them shout with praise. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord. Let them say, God, that's a place where you want to be. In that place where worship resides where their life is a life of worship. Lord, let it be this place. Let it be this place. Thank you, Father. Let it be so. Oh, Father, I see it. I see it. Let it be so. I see the waves of, of worship filling this place from the floor to the ceiling. There's not one square inch in this place on this ground that's not filled with worship towards our Father, towards the Son, towards the Holy Ghost that anybody that walks in will be dipped and baptized in the worship of the Father. It won't just be in the, in the songs and in the music. It'll be in the heart of the place that they'll be dipped 
in the heart of worship, Lord. Let it be so. Let it be so. Let it be so, Lord, in this place. Let it be so to worship you. Let it be a place that musicians will long to be. Like, I gotta go there, I gotta pick up something that they're carrying. Let it be a place that they long for, that they covet the best gifts that are being poured out here in worship, Lord. Let it be a place that they say, I gotta receive what's going on there.
let it play a little bit. Not all the way down. saw the Lord smiling like I felt a smile and I saw it and I believe he took me to the numbers chapter 6 which says may the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you may the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace and then I also believe I saw something when pastor was calling in the musicians I saw our platform and if you're facing the stage on stage left I saw a, a girl piano player I knew she was a girl and she was looking at I believe it was a man playing the guitar and they were smiling at each other and there were other musicians on the stage but they're the ones that stuck out to me and they were lit up like there was a glow around them and above them, I saw an angelic being just staying, hovering on the platform. Lord, those things that you've shown, that you've shown, Lord, let them be. Let them be. In the name of Jesus, let them be. We just declare, Lord, those things that you've shown, so be it in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Does anybody have anything else along those lines? I need to pray for one more thing. If you have anything along those lines, this is will change gears for a couple of minutes. Go ahead, grab the mic. Go ahead. Dan. I could hear. I felt in my spirit when you were crying out that the Lord said, "I hear the cries of my people. I shall draw all men." So be it. 
There was one point where both you, uh, Daddy, and Miss Felicia laughed. And y'all had laughed a couple times, but this one in particular, um, as soon as you laughed, God, I felt like he was telling me, now you've received it. And just, it, it wasn't a, we're asking at that point. It was yeah. a spirit of rejoice because it's on its way. And it was like, he was talking just about like when you order a package, um, the excitement you get when, yes, I get to have this. It's on its way. <laughs> right. It was that same excitement yeah. that he was stirring up. Amen. Anyone else? Father, right now we just lift up Tanja Smith. Lord, may peace and grace be multiplied to her and family in Jesus' name. Arnold is with you. What a glorious, glorious, what a glorious thing. Glory to God. Oh, oh I see a smile on his face. Arnold has the best smile. I see him smiling now like only he can. Oh, what a glorious thing. What a celebration of your son with you. <laughs> Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. How beautiful is the home going of one of your servants. What a glorious hope we have to be with you, <laughs> to be with you. What a glorious hope. Father, we celebrate him with you. Lord, we just lift up Tanja in Jesus' name. Let it be a supernatural grace and a supernatural strength. Supernatural grace and a supernatural strength. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Supernatural grace and peace be multiplied to her and all friends and family in Jesus' name. your gift of prayer today, the gift of fullness of life 
inside of this prayer. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the joy. Thank you for the joy. Thank you for the, the worshipers and the heart of worship in this place. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. you. We live to honor you and to serve you and to love you with everything that we have and all that we are, Lord. We worship you. We worship you and we honor you. We honor you. We praise you. We glorify you and magnify you. Ah, glory to God. We praise you. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Thank you all for being here today. Thank you, everybody, for joining us online.